0: Hello guys, this is a story I've kind of already told the story, but this is going to be more in detailed telling of the story. If you go back to season one, I had my best friend Sandra on, and we talked about a guy named Creepy George, so that will continue to be his name in this story. But, um, basically, um, he dated both of us at the same time, and this is also going on during the time when I was hanging out with Glorin and her ex-ex that I named Bobbert or Bob, whatever. If that's not his name, that's gonna be his name now. Uh, And talking to the creep named Victor. And uh, so I'm gonna get started telling this more in detailed version of the story. So um, strap in, because it's crazy. So basically, let me set the scene for you. This was the summer after I grad, or not the summer after I graduated high school but the next summer. So even more of my friends had left and went away to college or started working. So people were busy a lot. I wasn't really hanging out with literally anyone. Like Travis was always working. The only person I really hung out with at the time or people was Lauren and Bobbert and I would go party with them or that great Victor. So I was on a site I believe it was already called meet me at this time if not it was still called my yearbook if you remember that site I think it's an app now but um I'm not on it anymore because I'm married but basically before I got married my husband went away for a little while before anything happened and all that so basically he was gone too so I had like no dating prospects I had no friends well I had like three friends but like not like friends you know So anyways, I would go on there and I would post, um, I'm really bored if anyone wants to meet up and hang out, like literally just looking for friends, not even looking for someone to date, even though the app has, is more of a hookup place. Um, I would say, if you want to meet up and hang out, here's my phone number. You guys should text me. And, um, that's actually how George and I started talking. He literally saw my post and texted me. And at the time I was working at an amusement park called Gloomers. I'm not gonna say the actual name, but I'll say Gloomers, um, which actually perfectly describes it. So I was working at Gloomers and my parents were, they'd went camping or on vacation somewhere, I don't remember where, but they were gone. So I was staying at my grandparents' house at the time, even though I was an adult and could have stayed home. I chose not to so, at night when I was there, literally all there was to do was really was watch TV. So, I was pretty bored. So, I could text people and during the day I would go to my house. I would clean and do whatever I needed to do, get whatever I needed to get to go to my grandparents' house and stay the night there, basically. And so, anyways, I had been at my parents' house that day and I posted on on there like, hey I'm not going to be online very much today, here's my phone number if anybody wants to meet up and hang out, or whatever, you know. And uh, he did, he texted me that night. So we spent a good chunk of the night, well into the early morning, texting each other, um, just like talking, just like saying random stuff, getting to know each other. I don't remember too much in detail of the conversation, but he finally asked if I was looking for a boyfriend, and I thought, you know what, I don't have a lot of friends, I'm really bored. It would be nice to go on a date. So I said, sure, why not? And he said, okay, do you like bigger guys? And I thought he meant, by bigger guys, I thought he meant like tall. I didn't realize that he meant like overweight. Not that there's anything wrong with overweight people or being overweight. If you are, you should be proud of who you are. You should be proud of your body no matter what it is. I just didn't realize that that's what he meant. Um, so I said, yes, because I thought he meant tall, as in taller than me. He did not, because he was not. Anyway, so the next night rolls around and he lived in between our two cities was two like very small towns. So he said, let's meet. The the towns in between our two cities were so small, they were basically so small and so close together, they were basically one town, even though it was two towns, technically. So we decided to meet at the Walmart, or I thought he said at the Walmart, but there's a Starbucks next to the Walmart, and that's what he meant. So when I pulled into the Walmart, I got out and went and wandered around Walmart, looking for him, looking for Creepy George in Walmart like a creep. So I started texting him saying, I'm here at Walmart where you wanted to meet. Where are you? And he said, I'm not at Walmart. I did not want to meet at Walmart. I wanted to meet at Starbucks. So come over here because I'm over here. So I had to go out cross the parking lot to Starbucks and there he was. And we literally ordered some coffee because Starbucks does coffee mainly. I mean, they do other stuff too, but that's what I wanted was coffee. So we ordered our coffees, we sat down and we just start having a conversation, just like a really good conversation. And I'll be honest with you. Um We were there for a good couple of hours. They even closed and locked up, but left us sitting outside because we were still talking. Like we were hitting it off, but I, I got to tell you, there was no sparks. There was no like couple's vibes. It was literally like friend zone vibes for sure. At least on my end, I did not feel any type of way about him. And um by the end of the night, he goes to get into his car and I go to get into my car, and as we're going to get to our cars, he stops and he hugs me, kisses me on the cheek and says, "I'm so excited I found a girlfriend." Who by the way, he did not he had asked if I was looking for a boyfriend but didn't ask me out on a date or to be his girlfriend so to me that meant I was not his girlfriend but apparently he thought that I was so that could have just been like a misunderstanding on both our parts because to me he never asked but to him maybe him asking if I was looking for a boyfriend and me saying yes meant that he was my boyfriend I don't know but yeah that hella creeped me out so of course after this meetup I flew to my friend Lauren's house, because she literally lived because my grandparents, the city that I lived in, they lived like on the edge of one end of the city, and Lauren lived on the edge of the other end of the city, close to the little town we met up in. So I flew to Lauren's house and just told her everything and she was like, "What the fuck? Like that's so weird." And uh, it was it was weird. And, but he literally kept texting me while he's driving and I'm in California and if you don't know the law in California it's to not be on your phone while you drive and he was and I was just like, dude, you are so inconsiderate. it's dangerous to be on your phone while you drive especially on the freeway, get off the freeway and park like, hello but yeah so immediately those were two huge red flags to me that he did not consider other people's safety because he was texting and driving and breaking the law and two, without actually clarifying him asking me to be his girlfriend or anything he just like assumed that i was his girlfriend and went in for physical contact which if you don't know if i don't know you very well i don't like physical contact i cringe at physical contact even with people i'm close with i cringe at physical contact sometimes so it i was just very uncomfortable so the next day i was at my job and i would keep my phone on me But I had to be very strategic about when I used my phone while at work because we were not supposed to use our phones at work, which I think is pretty customary with most jobs. Well, not nowadays if you work from home, but most jobs where you would have to go there, especially if you're providing a service or whatever, you are not supposed to be on your phone. So unless I was working the laser tag booth or like in the bathroom or on break, I couldn't hide somewhere and use my phone, basically unless I was doing one of those three places. And he kept texting me all day and he would just keep texting me freaking out if I didn't answer back immediately. And I'd have to keep explaining to him like, I'm at work. And I know he had a job too. And I know he was at work. So I'm like, kind of like, like, why aren't you doing your job? Why are you on your phone all day with me if you are also at work? Like, I didn't understand it. But he already was, like, wanting to make things super serious. He was talking to me about meeting each other's friends, meeting each other's families, like, right off the bat. And I'm like, dude, I just barely met you, like, yesterday. And then, um, but that night I was like, fine, like, you can meet Glorne and Bobbert because at the time I considered them my best friends. So it's just like, fine, come meet Glorne and Bobbert tonight because I know they will, like, keep me safe from the uncomfortableness. Plus Bobbert's dad was also one of my really good friends and I'll call him RJ. So Lauren, Bobbert and RJ, my best friends were there. So I knew if shit got real, like I would be protected in a way. So I said, come meet them, whatever. And it was insane. I was so uncomfortable though. When I got off work, I drove to their house, I gave directions to their house, to him. And he showed up like Mm, I want to say about an hour after I got there and as soon as he pulled in I immediately I had already been getting drunk kind of so I was tipsy so I immediately went full force on the alcohol because I was just so uncomfortable and I did not want him there and everybody knew I didn't want him there but like he just would not leave me alone and like pressured me into inviting him because i was just like dude i just want to go hang out with my friends like you don't need to meet my friends yet but he insisted and fucking insisted so i was just like whatever if it'll shut you up just come over and if you're if you're in a quote-unquote relationship um don't let them pressure you into doing shit like that's not okay and it's not okay to be love bombs like this because that's what it is. It's love bomb. It, it's love bombing you if they want to get super serious, which is a form of abuse if they're getting super serious and other shit right off the bat. It's just insane. But basically, this is the night we had deep conversations with my friends about, you know, are you two planning to get married and they had already been together for a while. So they were like, "Yes, eventually we would like to get married and have kids." And he was just like, "Yeah, us too." And basically, the reason for him telling them that he knew we were gonna get married and he knew i was the one is because we both liked disneyland okay i used to go to disneyland a lot as a kid but i'm not like obsessed with it i really don't care for it now my kids like disney stuff of course because they're kids but now i don't give a rat's ass about disney shit most of the time but he said because we both like disneyland both of us had our favorite food as pizza and we he we were going to have 12 kids and live in his parents' guest house. A one-bedroom mother-in-law suite type guest house with 12 fucking kids. Now, if that's not another red flag for some of y'all, I don't know what is. Because it was for me and it was for my friends. And they were just like, what the fuck? What the fuck, bro? Well, lucky for me, Bobbert's mom was also there and we'll call her momster because she kind of was one and she was kind of a bitch, but I'm glad she was there that night. Um, I had went in to go to the bathroom because, you know, if you drink alcohol, you go to the bathroom a lot. And he literally tried to follow me into the bathroom and I wouldn't let him in. So he wound up yelling at me through the door about why I wouldn't let him in when I was trying to pee. And I'm like, dude, I'm just fucking going pee, like relax. And he like, The mom was in the house so she heard all of this. So Momster comes out and is listening to him scream at me for not letting him in the bathroom to go pee. And then scream at me about how he wants me to take my underwear off and give it to him so he can take it home with him. And I think that was like the last straw for her. That creeped her out. And she threw him out on his ass out of the house. So he had been gotten rid of that night. And then all of us, Momster included, all just continued to party together. And Everything was great. So this next day is our ill-fated little picnic trip that we took um, to this place called McHenry River Park that I used to love to go take and walk my dogs to and at when I had dogs. And, um, yeah. But the... Dogs had been taken with my parents, so I didn't have them with me while well, my parents went somewhere. That's why I said they were probably camping, because that's the only time they ever really took the dogs with them. Um, but I literally told him, meet me at two o'clock. He showed up at one, not two, an hour early because he just wanted to hang out. Not like you're we going to be doing that the whole afternoon. But that to me also kind of gave me a red flag that he wasn't like sticking to plans and like keeping with the plans when I told him I needed time to like get ready and to clean my house and do other stuff before going out and doing stuff like and not giving me space. Like he clearly did not want me to have personal space, which was not okay with me. Um, so he immediately comes over at one, comes in the house, sits on the couch while I do dishes and other stuff and while I take a shower and get dressed and put makeup on, and while I pack our little picnic up. So we pack up our picnic, and I'm so like frazzled because he's sitting there and I don't have any time to like really think, and I'm so uncomfortable because he's there that I forget our sandwiches. I packed the chips, I packed the drinks, I packed everything else, but I forget the sandwiches. Like, what the fuck? Because I was super uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we make it to McHenry river park and we immediately run into these two people. And I already know straight up, they were pulling off a drug deal or something, but they immediately called us over to them and start talking to us about what are you guys doing here? Oh, you're on a date. That's so cute. You're a couple. We can tell that's so cute. Like blah, blah, blah. And then we tell them, okay, like we got to go. He's the one who finally stood up and was just like, okay, like we got to go. Like we're busy today. We're going to be alone. Thanks. Bye. Like. But at the same time, I kind of was just like wanting to go home, but didn't say anything. So we're sitting there and I literally stood in the water and ran around in the water in the river trying to catch fish with my hands and do other stuff because I literally did not want to be alone with him. Like this was my, in the middle of nowhere alone where there's nobody else at except for some druggies. Like that was literally my worst nightmare. And I was on the verge of a panic attack. So I didn't know what else to do except for run around in the river. And at one point we're sitting on the ice chest and I I was forced to sit on his lap basically because there was nowhere else to sit. And we went there in his car. So it's not like I could just like go to my car and leave, but I sat with one of my elbows back in his stomach to purposely make it uncomfortable for him. But he like totally ignored that. And I got forcefully weirdly awkwardly grossly disgustingly kissed a couple of times and then I was just like oh I forgot our sandwiches which kind of saved me because I was like I'm really hungry and I forgot the sandwiches can we like go get food like I'm so hungry like so he's like yeah okay and he's like where do you want to go eat and I was just like uh can we just go back to my house and have the sandwiches because like I'm cooking up this plan in my head to get away from him um that I was gonna get to my house We're going to eat the sandwiches or he's going to eat or I'm going to eat my sandwich or he's going to pretend to eat his sandwich. And I'm going to pretend that Lauren was calling me and that she needed to come over. And it was like an emergency and all this. So he had to leap. So we drive all the way back to my house. I eat a couple bites of my sandwich because I texted Lauren on the way to my house telling her to call me when I got to my house that I would send her a message of just like any message she got from me. Know that it's because I was at my house and to call me. Wait like five or ten minutes and then call me. So she did. And so basically what happened is her and Bobbert, they really went all out. They deserved an Oscar for this. Pretended to be fighting and screaming at each other over the phone. Like having a legit knockdown drag-out fight over the phone. And then she fake cried and told me that she needed to come over because Bobbert was kicking her out for the night. And she needed somewhere to go. And she was very upset. So I was just like oh my god, like, you poor thing, please just come over here. And they did such a good job that if I didn't know any better, I would have thought it was real. Like, that's how good of a job they did. So I was just like, oh my god, you poor thing. So she's like, yeah, like, I really just think we need a girl's night. I think I just need to be alone with my bestie. Like, please just me and you, no one else. So I was just like, all right, girl, I'm here for you. And so I told... George, creepy George, that he needed to fucking leave. Like I just told him you need to go and then he told me, "Well, I can sit here until she gets here and then I can see if she's okay and like then we can all hang out." And I said, "No, it's supposed to be more of a girls' night and I need time to clean up and put things away from our picnic and all that other stuff and I want to take a shower because I went in the river and all this other stuff." And he's like he like kept arguing with me over why he he could stay and I was just like, "No, I'm telling you you need to leave, so leave." And it took about minutes or 15 minutes to just convince him to get the fuck out of my house. And when he left, I was so happy that he left. I did a fucking happy dance. Like, you know, you know, you need to get away from someone that when they're not around, when they finally fucking leave you to a happy dance, just, just, just ghost them, just ghost them, quit talking to them, cut them out of your life. If they're that awful and they make you that uncomfortable, just leave. Just don't, don't go there so the next day would be the first of our only two dinner dates because the coffee date was kind of a date I guess and then the picnic was also kind of a date and then hanging out at my friend's house was also kind of a date I guess but this was our only like real actual dinner date that we went on beside, well, the first of two anyways. Um, and it's where he brought up a San Francisco trip as well, which is why I stayed, which is horrible, but I'll get into it. He had been texting me all day and finally came out with, I'm going to take you to dinner tonight. Like we're going to go on a date, like told me to get dressed up because he wanted to take me somewhere kind of nice. And I was just like, awesome. Like I never have been on a date where I've actually had to get dressed up to go somewhere. So I'm like excited and I think that's the only reason I went is because I wanted to go on an actual date where I got dressed up to go. Um, even though I was totally planning on like dumping his ass, I should have just done it instead of going on a date with him because that probably just like dug my hole deeper. But I get all dressed up and then he shows up in cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Ben insists to meet my parents even though my stepdad had been home all day and claimed to not be feeling good because he had back problems and his back was hurting him all day. And my mom had just got off of work and was literally in her pajamas with no bra on, nothing, just wanting to sit and drink her wine and watch TV and relax and not talk to people. He literally for, I told him like, they don't feel like meeting people right now, but he insisted and kind of forced himself into my living room and kind of stood in the entryway. My stepdad shook his hand. My mom was just like, oh, hi, like the fuck? Like, no, get out. Like, she didn't say that, but I could tell the look on her face, like her inner self was saying that. But she was just like, oh, hi, creepy George. I'm Ev. Nice to meet you. Please leave. And then we left. And you know what the super nice place he was taking me for that he got super dressed up for in his camo cargo shorts and red T-shirt? Was fucking Denny's was motherfucking Denny's I mean I'm not complaining because I like Denny's but it's not a place that you get dressed up for and I dated, and so I felt like super awkward and out of place because everybody's just in their regular clothes or in their work clothes because they worked there and then here I am in a nice ass fucking dress and makeup and jewelry and shit at motherfucking Denny's so please note that I had a breakfast burrito, because at the time they had a California breakfast burrito with, like, avocados and fries and other shit in it. Um, and please note that, because it will take <laughs> take place later in the story, or hold precedence later in the story, or importance, whatever. Um, so we eat, ha- make random conversation, like, how was your day? How was work? I asked him the same. He said his was good, I'm assuming. I don't remember. Um, We talked about how much of jerks our bosses were. I remember that part because I remember complaining about my bosses because I hated all my bosses at the other job that I had like a long time ago at the amusement park. And then he proceeds to start telling me about his dad's job and how his dad's job sometimes gives his dad tickets to like cool things. Like he told me like they had tickets to Alcatraz. Now, if you don't know, I love San Francisco. I will love San Francisco probably all my life I love going there haven't been there in years but I love going there actually this bit with him was the last time I ever went there I think um but yeah and he had tickets to Alcatraz and that we were going to go on there on like a little boat and go explore Alcatraz and that made me really excited because I'd always wanted to do that and never have still never have which will be explained later on so um, but I'm really excited and he tells me, yeah, um, it's, t- it's not the next day, but the day after. So I was just like, cool. Like, I totally want to go do that. Like, let's go. And again, I had never done that and it was something to like keep me hanging on to the relationship because it's something that I had always wanted to go do. And I should have just said no because it just dug my hole even more deeper, but I really wanted to go to fucking Alcatraz, so I said, okay, yeah, let's go, it'll be cool, and then he tells me, like, my friend and his girlfriend are gonna go with us, it's a couple's trip, we're all chipping in, so bring money. So I did, and yeah. So please keep in mind, we had hung out four days in a row now, counting the day that we met, and been on four dates in a row, and. I worked all day this day. So I asked him since we're leaving early in the morning tomorrow for San Francisco, can I just have this night to do laundry and do other stuff before we go to San Francisco? And he agreed, which was nice because for one night and one night only, I did not have to worry about being uncomfortable with Creepy George the whole time. And it was, it was relaxing. I got to, you know, eat dinner in peace. I got to sleep, I got to clean, I got to do things that I hadn't gotten to do all week. And like I said in my last podcast, my mom, as long as I did my chores and followed the rules, did not care what I did as long as stuff got done and nothing had gotten done. All of this leads us up to the big San Francisco trip, which I was apprehensive about, but also super excited for. And decided to go anyways. Well, since I had been told to wake up early, he told me we were leaving at 8am sharp. So I got up at 6 to shower, do my makeup, get everything ready. Um, I packed an extra change of clothes because he said he, one, wasn't sure how hot or cold it was going to be there. I checked. It was going to be, like, breezy but nice. Um, it's It was summer, by the way. It was, like, July, I think. And... He didn't know if we were probably gonna be staying the night, so I packed an extra change of clothes just in case, and had breakfast, did all that good stuff. And this dude was an hour and a half late. And when he pulls up, the reason he gave me for being an hour and a half late is because he was waiting on his friend's girlfriend to show up at his place so they could leave to come and get me, because not his friend nor his girlfriend's friend, or his friend's girlfriend, drove like at all. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Anyways, so we get in the car and I give him immediately $20 because he said we were all chipping in for gas. Um, which keep this in mind. This will come into play later because I found out later we didn't all chip in. I was the only one chipping in for gas and food. Um, because his friends, neither of them had a job and weren't able to pay for anything but their own food. Yeah. It was insane. Anyways, the car ride was super awkward. Like, the whole time, like, in the beginning of the car ride, him and I kind of chit-chatted. But then that slowly died off. So I said something to the friend and the friend's girlfriend. They both, like, looked at me and gave me this blank stare and just went back to not talking. Like, nobody talked. Not at all. It was super awkward. About halfway through the, the drive to there, we stopped in this place called Tracy. Because I had to pee really bad. So we stopped at a Taco Bell to go pee. Everybody got a soda. And again, the girlfriend of his friend, who I will call Joe, had to pee. And I'll call her Sasha. So we're in the bathroom and we're going... We come out to wash our hands at the same time we're washing our hands. And I remember, I don't even remember what I said to her. It was probably something, like, relating to the SF trip. But I said something to her, and she just, again, gave me that dead-ass blank stare and just said nothing. And I'm like, for real, girl, like, trying to be nice, trying to be your friend. Come on, just, like, have a conversation. Are you stupid? Like... Anyways, so we go back out to the car and we drive the rest of the way to to San Francisco. But on the rest of the way to San Francisco, I did eventually get his friend Joe to kind of start talking to me because he was telling me about how his dad was in prison and I had made a comment about how there's a prison by here. And he's like, yeah, that's the one my dad's in. And we started talking about it. Um, And then it led to how excited we were for the trip. And then eventually when we got actually got there, Finally, Sasha said something to me about how excited she was because I had made a comment about how excited I was and how much I love San Francisco and going to San Francisco. And she basically mirrored my comment with her comment saying she was also very excited and loved doing stuff like this, but never got to. So I was just like, girl, same. So as soon as we left the parking garage that we'd parked in, we immediately, um, Joe and Sasha went their own way and George and I went our own way, which kind of confused me because I was told the whole time that it was a double date, that we were doing all this stuff together. So I was just like, that's kind of weird, but okay, I guess if you guys, I guess if they wanted some alone time, fine. Um, but yeah, so we walked around a little while, um, went and looked at what time the boats were supposed to leave. And I believe it was like one or one thirty. So when they were supposed to leave, it was like. 11:30ish noon when we were out walking around on our own um but finally after about 20 30 minutes we went and met up with Sasha and Joe again and he bought souvenirs he bought George bought souvenirs for all of us i was told i tried to buy my own souvenir like i tried to like get him mm-hmm. to not pay for mine because i felt really awkward and weird for him paying for all of my stuff while we were there and he was just like, oh no, like it's fine, like it's a date, and you're my girlfriend, like I'm supposed to buy stuff for you, and blah blah blah, but I basically got a set of tights, a piggy bank, and a keychain, and I think that was it, um, yeah, that was it, I believe, but it was super weird, like I didn't want him to pay for my stuff, but he like wouldn't let me pay for my own Even though he would let me chip in for gas money and for food. Anyways. um, Yeah. And then after that, getting souvenirs and everything, we all split up again. So him and I could go walk around until it was time to get on the boat. And I just remember too, there was this like, there's this houseboat type thing. It's like a floating restaurant, basically. Like it's a restaurant on a boat. And I remember making the comment of every time I come to San Francisco, I see that boat and I really want to eat there at that restaurant even though I know it's expensive. And he basically told me like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like if we keep dating, I'm going to take you on there and we're going to go eat on that boat together. Like that's going to be one of our dates. And I was just like, to be honest, it was kind of like how I felt about the San Francisco trip and about the dinner date and everything. I was just like super excited for it and kind of down for it. But the only thing I wasn't down for was him. I think, I don't know. I was just like, in my little mind, I was like calculating, like, can I keep this going long enough to just go eat there or not like the answer was no but like in my brain I was like thinking could I do that but no finally it comes time to get on the boat and this is a whole other thing dude oh my god this was even more awkward and I was already really uncomfortable with physical contact with him but when we were on the boat he he gets us on the boat because to In my mind, he tells me, yeah, this is going to go to Alcatraz. And we're talking about how it's going to go to Alcatraz and how I've never been and how I'm super excited. We get on the boat. Guess what? It's just a little cruise around the bay. It's not actually going to Alcatraz. So not only am I standing there in my little shorts, freezing my butt off in the middle of San Francisco Bay, I am squished up against the railing with this dude literally kind of like holding me hostage almost because he has like his arms on me like around me and I can't go anywhere and he's like also behind me so I really can't go anywhere and for about an hour and a half of cruising around the San Francisco Bay so awkwardly and uncomfortably we did go around Alcatraz and I, at first I was just like yes we're saved we get to get off now no they keep going, they don't stop, and I'm just like, freaking A, so finally we get back to, um, to the pier, and I was just like, hey dude, like, I thought we were supposed to go to Alcatraz, and he goes, hey, I'm really sorry, I misunderstood, I totally thought we were going to, but on, um, I didn't read the tickets until today, and it said we're not going to Alcatraz, it said it was just a cruise, and I'm like, you know, you could have told me that beforehand, I don't know. And then the other souvenir we got was a picture of us together on, on the, well, it was in front of a green screen, but it's supposed to be us on the boat. But yeah. So this is where, um, we finally met up with his friends, Sasha and Joe again. And this is where Sasha finally started having a conversation with me because we met up with them at McDonald's. Um, we ordered our food because they were already eating. We ordered our food and I paid half. He I went halfsies on it. And so we went and sat down with them and we're all talking and having a conversation and eating. And then we continued to just like walk around and explore. And he kept trying to get me to buy more stuff or he would pick up more stuff and be like, look at this. Do you want it? And I was just like, no dude, not from you. Like, I'll buy it myself, but I knew there was nothing that I could buy that he wouldn't let me pay for myself. So I just kept saying, oh, that's cool, but I don't need anything else. Like I'm good. And Sasha and I did wind up taking a picture together and putting it on Facebook. They have this thing there that talks about like different sharks. And there was one talking about a megalodon where you can pose in a megalodon's jaw. And so we did that. That was pretty fun. Um, and then, like, not long after that picture, we went and saw the seals, and after seeing the seals and taking pictures of the seals and all that, we left and went to the car to go home. About halfway home, everyone decides, you know, like, hey, we're starving, like, let's stop and eat it in and out So we did, and that's where I ordered a cheeseburger. Again, take note of this cheeseburger because it will come back into play in a, in a few minutes, but basically um, as we're sitting there eating, he tells me like, Hey, Sasha and Joe are going to crash at my place. Like it would just be easier for me if you came back and crashed at my house. And I took you home in the morning. And I said, that's not going to happen. Cause you literally have to pass the exit ramp. My house was not far from the highway. And I'm like, you literally have to pass by my house to go to your house. So not happening, like not going to do it. And, the whole rest of the way home, he wouldn't talk to me. He was, like, irritated and bummed out that I said I wouldn't go to his house. And the main reason he gave me is, well, now I'm going to be a third wheel and, like, be stuck by myself while they're doing cute couple things and I'll have no one to hang out with. And I just wouldn't, wouldn't do it still. Like, a, that guilt trip didn't work on me. So he just took me home. And when I got out of the car, he walked me to my door. We said bye. He awkwardly kissed me and I turned my face so he would get my cheek instead of my mouth. And he acted even more irritated about that. Walked off to his car all huffy, got in and took off with his friends. And I was just like, fine, go away. So the next day was another day off from him because I worked and I told him I want a day to like rest because we just had a whole day of San Francisco and now I have to go back to work. So So, yeah. So the next day, I just worked and some other stuff happened, which I'll tell you in a second. So, this next day here, when I was having like a day off from Creepy George, is when Creepy Victor came into play because that night after work, I decided, you know, I've been with Creepy George almost every day, and the one day I wasn't, I was at home by myself. So, tonight, I'm going to go hang out with a friend, which was Creepy Victor, and. Um, we're just going to talk. And this is where creepy Victor got super creepy. And this is the only time I claimed creepy George as like actually my boyfriend and agreed to him being my boyfriend because I was trying to get creepy Victor to like leave me alone. So basically creepy Victor and I went and sat on the trail that Hans and from Frozen and I used to go hang out at a lot and he kept bringing up how, um, we could get dressed up and go on a date like on a, and I kept saying, yeah, a double date because I already have a boyfriend. Like, who are you going to bring? And he was just like, no, no, like we could get dressed up and go on a date like downtown because there's a lot of cool restaurants downtown in my hometown that I wanted to go to, but they're all expensive and you have to dress up for every single one. And he kept saying like, we could do that. We could do that. And I kept saying, yeah, like a double date because I have a boyfriend and he like wasn't getting it. Or maybe he was, he was just trying to like ignore it because he finally said like, no, not like a double date, like me and you could go on a real date. And I just was like, "Mm." I finally had to like break down and be like, no dude, sorry. Like, I don't see you that way. And then I just kind of ran for the hills and went home and was just like, oh my God, like I'm stuck between two creeps. What the F do I do? What the fuck do I do? Obviously ghosts both of them, but I was too dumb to know that back then. So... Yeah. So basically the next thing that happened is the next day, my, my granny, which is on my dad's side, who I don't really have much contact with my dad's side, um, came in from out of town and wanted to visit my sister and I, cause she hadn't seen us both in a couple of years. So we were like, yeah, let's meet up. So we went to breakfast with her at the same Denny's we had our dinner date at no less. Um, but yeah, we went to breakfast with her and while we were at breakfast, my sister was there and my Grammy had a friend with her and my, my sister was telling them all about her boyfriend and all this. And my Grammy got super hyped to just like meet her ex boyfriend. Cause she's not with the same dude anymore, but my sister was just like, okay, yeah, cool. Like I have to work later, but we can meet up for like dinner or something. Um, and you guys can meet him, and then we continued on. Um, my sister and I and our my Grammy and her friend all went to the mall. I bought some stuff at Bath and Body Works, and then my sister had to go to work, so it was just me and my Grammy and her friend, and she said, you know, we're staying at this hotel. We can all go swimming, so I went and got my swimsuit and went with them. Well, all day, George had been texting me And I wasn't really texting back. And when I finally did, I said, Hey, um, I'm visiting family from out of town. Like I'm busy right now. I can't really talk. So he called me instead of taking the hint of like, Hey, I'm busy and can't really talk. He called me and was like, I want to come and meet them and like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't want you to like, we haven't even been together that long. And even if he did, like, it really wouldn't make a difference. Like we really hardly ever see these relatives. So it would not have made a difference if he met them or not. But as we're talking, I'm like arguing with him next to the pool and they can hear me arguing with him. So finally they come over and they, they, they ask me to put him on speakerphone. So they start to start talking to him and no matter how much I protest to them that I don't want him here, I just want to spend the day with them. And it's not like my sister and her ex, cause my sister and her ex had been together for like four or five years at this point. No, me and him have literally been together for like a week and I'm like, I don't want him here. He's, he makes me uncomfortable, like blah, blah, blah. And they kept telling me like, oh, you're only uncomfortable because like he's meeting your family and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I legit am uncomfortable with him because I don't like him like that. And I don't want him to meet you guys. But no, my grandma's friend, my grandma and him sat there and planned out on the phone that he was going to come down and meet them and go to dinner with us, which made it even more awkward so at some point during the day um my grammy had lost her credit card or thought she lost her credit card she literally just put it in a different pocket in her purse but then called and froze all of her stuff so she couldn't use it and she did find it before we went to dinner but still couldn't use it because it was going to be frozen for 48 hours um so her friend told everybody, like, I only have $100. We wound up going to this place called Black Bear Diner, which is similar to Denny's kind of, or Perco's but like bear themed. And that's where we went. Everybody was sitting at this table. My sister and her boyfriend wound up having to pay for her, their own food because my Grammy's friend refused for, I'll just straight up call it what it was, my sister's boyfriend Her ex-boyfriend at the time was a person of color and she refused to, she didn't say it out loud, but she kind of like nuanced towards she was refusing to pay it because they both had jobs, but like me and creepy George also both had jobs, um... And the whole time they sat there and made small talk with creepy George and just fawned over him and ood and awed over him and how he was talking about how he wanted to marry me and all this stuff. And literally my sister and her boyfriend and I were all sitting there sharing like super freaked out looks of like, oh my God, like what the, f- what the fuck? And basically they nuanced to, because my sister's ex Was a person of color. They were not going to pay for him. And also because he had a job. And all this stuff. And it's like we all had like the same level of jobs. We all had minimum wage jobs. We all worked a lot of hours. So we all had about the same pay grade there. But they still made my sister and her ex pay for their own food. Which my sister to this day still does not talk to them over. Which I don't blame her. I wouldn't either. I don't like commiserating with racist people, so just saying. Anyways, um so they paid for him and after dinner my sister and her her ex went with us to the hotel room which is right next to the Black Bear Diner. And we go to the hotel room, we all talk for like an hour and then my sister goes to leave and I was like, I have to work tomorrow, like I need to leave. I need to leave, I need to leave and I kept saying I need to leave and my sister was like, yeah, well, like, come with us. We're going just back to our house. Like, come with us. So I go to leave with them and I'm stopped by everyone that's not them. And basically, George was like, I'll take her home. Like, don't take her, blah, blah, blah. So I just lay there and listened while they sat there and all planned out my, f- my fucking wedding day with this dude. I'm not joking, you guys. Down to the fucking dress I would wear. Down to the fucking cake we would eat. Planning this fucking wedding day with this dude who I only had known for a week, literally a week, eight days if you count the day we talked over text messaging. That's not a joke. So because I was so panicked and didn't know what else to do, I hid in the bathroom the entire time, claimed that I had food poisoning and didn't want to come out. (laughs) Anyways, finally it's 1 and I come out of the bathroom because now I'm starting to get mad because I work the next day and I worked at like eight or I had to be there at eight because the place opened at nine. So I come out and I start telling them like, it's 1 in the morning. I work tomorrow. Like I need to go home. Like take me home now. I need to go home. So he takes me home and that was the end of that. And right then and there is when I decided like this needs to be done like this needs to be over I cannot do this now this leads to our quintessential breakup and uh, remember all those details I told you to take note of this is where those come into play at so pay attention so I worked the next day I got off in the afternoon because they sent me home early they they, ha- they liked doing that on weekdays is sending home people early because not as many people were there in the afternoons on a weekday than there were on the weekends. So I go home early, I do all my, like, winding down stuff, like I took a shower, I changed clothes, I, you know, ate, I did whatever I was going to do, and out of nowhere towards later on that night, I get a text from him saying that he wanted to meet at Starbucks and hang out, it was around dinner time. Maybe get something to eat, you know? So I was just like, okay. And essentially I was just going to ghost him, but I don't know what made me like get the guts to just do it in person, like face to face. But I was just like, no, if I'm going to go, I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm breaking up with him. So I drive all the way there, hyping myself up. We get our drinks. We sit down. I know more than take two sips of my drink and I just blurt it out. I think we need to talk. At which point he sits his drink down, gets this really serious look and is like, what do you mean? And I told him, this isn't working for me. I think we're better as friends. So can we just be friends? At which point he started crying, legit fucking sobbing, crying. Like I just killed his fucking dog or some shit. Telling me that, please, please don't do this to me. 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 Please just think about it. Please just think about it. Give me a day and think about it. Please just think about it. At which point I said, no, I have to go. And I hightailed it straight to Glorin's house. I literally hauled ass right to Glorin's house. The whole time, him blowing up my phone. Blowing up my phone. Blowing me up on Facebook. Blowing me up everywhere. And... um. Basically, he went on my Facebook, calling me all kinds of names, telling me that I was a hoe, telling me that I used him, all the shit, which I did, but like, <laughs> it was just like sad. So finally, I, um, Bobbert was getting really pissed about it and went on my Facebook and told him off. Um, and then that's where Lauren came in the mix and then also went on his Facebook and told him off. And then she's like, for what? Some souvenirs and a fucking burrito. The burrito I had at our first dinner date, remember? Yeah. And he said, I never bought her a burrito. She's fucking lying. I never bought her a burrito. It was a cheeseburger from In-N-Out. And I was just like, oh my God, you're fucking stupid. And then I commented on there like, hey, you bought me a fucking burrito at Denny's, you dumb shit. Like, yes, you did. <laughs> um, and then it continued with him blowing my, up my phone and calling me him and his friend Joe now were calling me and blowing up my phone. So I finally told him, hey, you're barking up the wrong tree. I have a lot of relatives who are cops and I'm going to turn this into them and they will come and fucking find you. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Did he stop? No, I just turned my phone off. I texted my mom, told her what happened and turned my phone the fuck off. At which point, Lauren, RJ, and Bobbert and I partied our little faces off to celebrate my new singledom and the fact that he could not find me. He still kept blowing me up on Facebook, like, asking why I wouldn't answer my phone and why my phone was off and why if I would get back together with him and all this shit. And I'm like, seriously, after some of the stuff you just said to me, why would I fucking come back to you? That's, that's out of the question. Like, I shouldn't have even gotten into this relationship. Like, leave me alone. But, Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, I think Glorin posted something about the cops are coming for you, bro. Like, you should just stop. And then he he finally did after a couple of hours. But it was nuts. There definitely is more to the story. If you remember, I said in the intro that Sandra and I basically dated the same guy at the same time. Kind of. Um... That story will be next week. So if you want to hear that and you want to hear our follow up on him, um, pretty much stay tuned for next week. Sorry, this was so long, but it literally needed to be put out there. So if you ever encounter someone like Creepy George, girl, do not start the relationship no matter what they offer you. Just ghost them. If you, do, if you don't, if you're uncomfortable, just get away from them. Just straight up get away from them. Don't even deal with it. All right, with the super long story being said and out of the way, it's time for me to say goodbye, my beautiful little pineapples. Always remember that I love you. And if we ever meet in person, I will buy you tacos and touch your butts. Bye.